Welcome to Highway 89, BYU Broadcasting's live music performance program. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This hour, we have Orpheus Winds in the studio. They're the faculty woodwind quintet of Brigham Young University and pianist Scott Holden, who heads up keyboard studies at BYU. Orpheus Winds is one of the leading woodwind quintets in the Western U.S. The ensemble performs nationally and internationally. Recent tours of theirs include concerts in Canada and the U.K., Puebla, Mexico, and Salvador, Brazil. The players are flutist April Clayton, Geraldine Giovanetti on oboe, horn player Lawrence Lowe, Jaron Hinckley on clarinet, and bassoonist Christian Smith. We'll start right off with a piece by Francis Poulenc, his first movement of the sextet. Uh, this was written in 1939 for piano and wind quintet, exactly what we're hearing today. Thank you. 
The first movement of Francis Poulenc's Sextet, performed live by BYU's faculty quintet Orpheus Winds with pianist Scott Holden. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Clarinet player Jaron Hinckley is part of a piano clarinet duo with BYU's Vince Humphreys. Get it? Hinckley Humphreys. They call their duo H-Duo. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He also frequently plays with the Utah Symphony and the orchestra at Temple Square. He's the head organizer of the upcoming Utah Clarinet Festival. And I have to ask you, Jaron, as I look at your instrument, I've seen ligatures, the thing that holds the reed on. I've seen shoelaces. I've seen rubber bands. And you're using the metal band with the screw. Does it change the sound? It does. It affects the sound. So. And why do you choose what you how you what you use? I go for a warm, rich, chocolatey sound. Mm. Oh, I'm with you on that already. <laughs> you're also a big fan of the composer. I am. Who like? And tell me about uh, your history. You you've called him. Uh, on your list of 10 greatest composers of all time, yeah. uh, we've even seen on on your website a picture of you visiting his grave. Yes, yeah. Whenever I travel, I if there's a <laughs> if there's a famous composer buried anywhere nearby, I make a visit and pay homage. <laughs> well, it makes for a very enter- entertaining site. In fact, you go through and you say, "I'm currently listening to everything ever written by," and you list a composer, and he's one of the current ones. Well, I'm just working my way through everything by everyone. So it's not necessarily all Poulenc right now. It's uh-huh. just that that's the piece I chose that week. Hmm. And next week I might choose a completely different composer. But I'm keeping track of which pieces I've listened to so that I can eventually get through all of them. The piece we're hearing today, did you bring this to the group then? Uh, no, actually. Um, I, we've, we did it. We've done it in the past with... Uh, yeah, we've done it in the past, but I don't remember who chose it in the past but we all like it it's a it's a one of our it's it's one of the standard sextets uh, out there and uh, Poulenc is just such a great composer what is it you like about his music I like his sense of humor I like his which we heard a lot of at the that end of that last movement there's whimsical moments in all of his pieces but he also has moments of uh, painful beauty Hmm. Uh, moments that can make you cry and, and tear at your soul. And I love that about him as well. And you know, reading about pieces. his life, it seems like he really went through a phase, the middle of his life, where he was losing friend after friend and really felt a lot of that himself. I wonder if that's part of it. And he, he sought comfort in religious consolation. And so a lot of his later works have religious undertones or... Uh, even overt religious overtones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's continue on. We are hearing the entire work, this sextet by Francis Poulenc. We are about to hear the second movement, Divertissement, from the Orpheus Winds with Scott Holden. Thank you. 
Divertissement, the second movement of Poulenc's Sextet, performed live on Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Our guests this hour are musicians of the BYU faculty ensemble Orpheus Winds. Gerilyn Giovanetti has been associate director of the BYU School of Music, professor of oboe. She's a member of Essex Winds, a quintet frequently recorded in her native Canada for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC, also a member of the Sundance Trio with Jed Moss and with Christian Smith, who's playing bassoon today. Gerilyn, thank you so much for coming. Delighted. I was going to ask what would a wind quintet be without an oboe, but I guess the answer would be a wind quartet. But what what would the sound be like? It's so interesting to me how the oboe changes the sound of every instrument it plays it, with. It would be missing its soul. <laughs> we know why you chose your instrument. <laughs> now, I have to ask you because uh, uh, maybe oboe players get sick of this, and if so, just let me know. It's the elusive search for the perfect read, right? I know it well. Okay. Do you ever get a read that's just so good you think, I'm going to put this in the, in, in the, in the freezer or something and save it for that, that important gig? Yeah, well, we'd love to be able to clone a great read. <laughs> that's, that's the next big scientific discovery, I think. Um, so, for, so for people who aren't familiar with the double read, explain what that is and what you have to do to get it, how you like it. Yeah, we take... Um, uh, a piece of cane, which its Latin name is Arundo Donax. It it grows in the south of France, and we split it, and we gouge it, and we shape it, and we tie it to a tube, uh, and then the fun begins. We start to scrape on it until it becomes uh, beautiful music. Well, I see that you also have a, a, a spare here. Uh, a spare or 20? Oh, in the box. There's one spare laid, at, laid right at the ready here, and then a, a velvet box. I can see how much work goes into this. That you keep them in a meaningful... That's one box. Oh, okay. And then... <laughs> have, okay, I won't ask how many have lost their minds over finding the perfect... Uh, what, what I'd love to do is, uh, as you take your place, we're going to hear a little bit more, but I do want to read uh, a concert goer recently wrote online about Gerald and her playing. Uh, they wrote, quote, the big question of the evening was, would I enjoy oboe as a solo performance? And the answer is yes. I enjoy the oboe as part of the orchestra, but I've gained a greater appreciation for the oboe by listening to Giovanetti during her recital. She makes it look far too easy, and she plays beautifully. Now we'll hear the third movement, the finale of the Sextet by Francis Poulenc. Thank you. 
the final movement of Poulenc's Sextet performed live here on Highway 89. Today we have the faculty woodwind quintet of BYU, the Orpheus Winds, in the studio, and also pianist Scott Holden, he's also the head of the keyboard program here at BYU, playing along with him note for note. And this, this music, Scott is pretty amazing because uh, your piano part there, you also have all other five parts, so it's, it's like the pages just fly by. <laughs> it's a real problem, actually. I have to have a, a page turner, and because there's so many stabs on the page, there's a page turn about every 12 measures. Well, I see lots of markings, sort of like, look here. <laughs> <laughs> Turn fast. <laughs> Ignore those five other players. Well, uh, you are the director of keyboard studies here at BYU. Uh, Scott Holden has the most recent, his most recent album on the Tantera label is Beyond Vernon Duke, piano works by Vladimir Dukelsky. And that's maybe a lesser-known fact that they are the same person. It's the same person. That guy who wrote those famous show tunes like April in Paris was actually, you know, the guy who wrote those good old American songs was a Russian immigrant named Vladimir. Well, the repertoire we're hearing today was part of a larger concert performed in BYU's Matson Recital Hall. But this was more than just a concert. It was also a celebration. Besides many other fine keyboard instruments, the School of Music also got a brand-new addition. And tell us about this new piano. Yeah, about, um, oh, maybe two years ago at this point, our dean, Corey Katsianis, asked me to try and find what would be the, the newest major concert instrument on campus. Um, we have, we're a unique school because we have a number of different brands, and I think we have something like seven Steinway nine-foots. We have a beautiful Shigaru Kawai nine-foot. There's only two of this particular model in the in our country. Hmm. Uh, we have a, a very nice Yamaha nine-foot. Um and we, we were able to borrow for about six weeks uh, a 10-foot a, a two Fazioli um, uh, about a year and a half ago, and we just fell in love with it. We felt like we had found our piano. Um, it's uh, a piano that can that can purr and it can bark instantly. <laughs> um, some pianos with a lot of power are very hard to control when you want to play quiet. And this, this piano has the ability, you can play softer and softer and softer, and you can still hear it at the back of our largest hall. So it's a real pleasure and uh, privilege that we have this instrument. There are something like six of this particular model in our country. Um, and it, it fits in our freight elevator by an inch and a half. So I, that might be... <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you measured before you got it, Yeah, piano. we made an exact template to make sure <laughs> we weren't going to get stung. <laughs> it, well, it weighs about 1,500 pounds. So this is not something you want to move up the stairs. There is some video on YouTube of you playing one of these pianos. Uh, it was the GoPro cameras video of the day that they featured on their GoPro website. People could Google that. It's a pretty cool video. And I wonder... After you had that for a number of weeks, was that that was the deciding factor? And then from then until you had the piano that belonged to the university, how long a time period was that? With the with the video? No, no from the piano that you sort of test drove until you actually oh, had the yeah, one yeah, yeah. that's permanent. So we were able to go to uh, Italy, myself and my colleague, uh, Dr. Jeff Shumway. That's uh, just another example of how musicians suffer. Yeah, it was a tough, tough gig. Um, <laughs> these are not cheap pianos. I mean, if this if this piano had a uh, uh, a sister model, it might be a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. They make very few of them. Uh, they they take a very long time to build. And um, and we were able to go to the factory north of Venice, and um, they had three there, uh, the, which is at that point the largest conglomeration of this particular model on the planet. Uh, because there are so few of them. Uh, we spent an entire day uh, trying it out, uh, two of us, and then we, there were two others as well. 
um, trying all the different pianos in various positions in, in a concert hall and different repertoire sitting in different places. Um, at the end of the day, we all voted. Uh, we did a ballot vote written down, and we all had chosen the same instrument. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it, uh, it swam a year in about uh, six weeks, so it's a pretty good swimmer. Uh, one last question before we make you play for us again, which is, uh, so what do you play at home? <laughs> um, I play uh, a not a very good upright piano, actually, and I have a fabulous piano in my office, and I spend most of the time practicing there. Um, one of these days, if our listeners want to send in $30,000, I'll get a really nice piano, too. So. <laughs> We're going to hear a solo piano piece from Scott Holden, who has bravely persevered uh, playing along with the other players today. We would like to feature him in this piano transcription done by Franz Liszt of Wagner's Liebestot, which is the final dramatic aria from Wagner's Tristan und Isolde, the moment when the two lovers die. Thank you. 
Liszt piano transcription of the Liebestod from Richard Wagner's opera Tristan und Isolde, performed live by Scott Holden. That ends this edition of Highway 89. Our musicians today have been Orpheus Winds, the faculty woodwind quintet of Brigham Young University. They are April Clayton, flute, Geraldine Giovanetti on oboe, Christian Smith, bassoon, horn player Lawrence Lowe, Jaron Hinckley on clarinet, and Scott Holden joining the group on piano. Thank you, each of you, very much for being here and making this a great performance. We hope you will all be back again. Orpheus Winds is one of the leading woodwind quintets in the western United States. The ensemble performs nationally and internationally with recent tours to Canada, the UK, Mexico, and Brazil. We welcome your comments and questions about today's show. To contact us, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thank you for listening. <laughs>